Discover the magic of integrating your financial, legal, and life planning. It's time for Smart Simple Wealth. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Smart Simple Wealth. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Carrie Qureshi, estate and wealth planning attorney at Qureshi Law and Wealth, serving you in Arkansas, Tennessee, and Texas. You can find Carrie online at QureshiLaw.com. She's the author of the book Smart Simple Wealth. Carrie, happy new year to you. It's great to talk to you again. Happy new year to you too. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm a little under the weather, so hopefully people can bear with my, my voice today. Absolutely. It's just been going around. I mean, the kids have been sick. Adults have been sick. It's just been kind of a tough winter. Mm-hmm. It definitely has. Like, it, it, you've got the COVID stuff going around again, obviously, but then it seems like a soup of other items. So our uh, our cross-country trip ran me down a little bit. And, of course, maybe this was dumb. We saved visiting my, my little niece and nephew, four and seven years old. Love them to death, but they always get us sick, and we saved them for the very end. <laughs> When our immune systems were at the, our weakest, and uh, sure enough, like a day and a half later, oh, there's the sniffles, and now it's happening. Yeah, yeah, so. you can't can't help that. <laughs> one of those things. One of those things. Well, glad you're doing well, and we're uh, off to a great start here in 2023, and ready to hit the ground running with our 10 point checklist for retirement preparedness to begin 2023. This is an updated edition of that uh, retirement planning checklist. We're going to dive into that on today's show. We also have a really good question from Lillian that we're going to dive into as well. And uh, Lillian's considering working with a new financial advisor, but has some other money with another advisor, wondering how you handle all of that kind of stuff. So I think that'll be a really fun question to dissect as well. All that and more on the way on today's show. But we're going to kick it off this week uh, and, and on this uh, edition of the program with our quote of the month. And Carrie, this first quote of the month comes to us from Betty Sullivan. And Betty said, there is a whole new kind of life ahead, full of experiences just waiting to happen. Some call it retirement. I call it bliss. Yep. And, and and I think for most people that have done their financial, you know, and retirement planning and everything is set up, retirement is bliss. Um, and there's a lot to look forward to. And so I think that that is a wonderful quote. Yeah, it's a really good one. Sets the mindset up for us well to attack this new year with some vim and vigor. So thanks to uh, Betty Sullivan for the great quote there. Let's dive into our checklist as another a year is upon us here, Carrie, and let's see if uh, what are some of the steps that people can take to assess how ready they are for retirement. Uh, because if you're retiring this year, well, then having answers to these questions is going to be very essential. Like the answers need to be concrete at this point. If you're still a few years away from the milestone, then some of these are good action items for you. Some of them, it's just good to start becoming aware of these different elements as well. Carrie, I'm intrigued to see how this uh, 10-point checklist fits in, uh, these questions fit in into your retirement planning process with clients. So let's dive into it. Um, First on the list, do I know exactly how much income I need every month? Why is that such an important question to have a really firm grip on? Yeah, I mean, it's number one for a reason, right? And so if you don't have a written income plan, you don't really have a retirement plan. And that's the whole point is for us to not run out of money. And so we need to know how much income we have coming in each month to meet your needs. And if you go a step further, it's really important to separate it out and knowing how much of that income is guaranteed and how much of that, you know, maybe is not guaranteed. Maybe it's in the stock market. Um, and also how much of that is going to cover my basic expenses and how much of that is, you know, kind of discretionary. Maybe I was planning for a trip or some fun money. And so, you know, having that income nailed down is, is number one priority. 
Yeah, that one's number one for a reason. Just as you said, that's got to be nailed down. The further out you can nail that down, Carrie, does that help the planning process go a little bit smoother? It does. I mean, I would like to have that income plan, you know, not maybe nailed down, but drafted out within five years of retirement. So we see if there are any gaps, how do we solve that gap now versus waiting until, you know, a month or two before retirement and then saying, "Uh oh, <laughs> we, we have a problem here. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's get zoned in. Right. Like that's yeah. that's really important. All right. Uh, another important question through this 10 point checklist for retirement preparedness 2023 edition would be, do I know which account I should withdraw from first? I bet that's something a lot of people don't really think about. Like, what what order are we going to pull exactly. from? Exactly. That's that's what I was going to say. Most investors and retirees don't even know that there is an order in which to take money out of their different accounts, different buckets. Um, you know, some people just say, "Well, I'll just pull it out of this one, and when that one's empty, I'm going to move over here." No, 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 no. We have to run an analysis and see. How do we make the money last the longest? And what is a tax efficient way to withdraw those funds? So we have to have that planned out as well. Which accounts do we draw down first, second, third? That's a great point. And I know that would be a whole show in its own, I think, to kind of walk through that carry, right? Like just talking about the why uh, behind that. Um, yeah. And, and it could be different. Theories. It could be different for different clients Um, because, you know, there is kind of a a default or a rule of thumb on this is the the way we take, you know, income out of different buckets, but that may not be your exact situation. And so if we run the numbers, it may be advantageous to do it a different way. And so that's why, like you said, we could, we could spend a whole nother show on the methodology behind this. Yeah. Good points across the board there. All right. uh, Third point on the checklist today. Do I know the ideal time to take social security? Same boat as that previous one, right? Like different different answer for everybody. Yeah. And 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 I've talked to a lot of, you know, clients that are so I'm just gonna take it as soon as possible, whenever I'm eligible. <laughs> um and, and of course, you know, that's usually not the best approach either, because we know if you take social security early, you're going to get less money. Um and so there are a lot of different factors that we need to look at to optimize your social security income. Most people, you know, say we're going to take it at full retirement age. Um, and that's kind of, again, the default. Um, but it may be better to wait a few years, pull money from other accounts, postpone social security so you get a bigger payout. Like I said, a lot of different factors come into play, especially with um, longevity, um, your life expectancy. There is definitely a break even to this analysis. Um, but but don't just, you know, make a rash decision and take Social Security early because then we can't unwind or fix it and you maybe have lost out on thousands of dollars in future Social Security benefits. Nice. Yeah, that's a really important one to get right. And it's so funny because that one is just so tied into all of the other decisions that you've got to make that helps influence how to best uh, make your choice on that one. So uh, definitely an important one. Let's keep it in mind for sure. All right, through three pieces of the checklist so far. Number four, have I addressed longevity risk so that I don't outlive my money? This is a really big question for people. Yeah, because I think that comes back to the number one fear in retirement, you know, is running out of money and, and we don't want to go back to work. And so, you know, it does tie into having a written income plan, knowing how much income we have um, and also planning how long do we expect to live. But there is, you know, this is a, a great point to for, for a lot of people if they don't feel like they have enough income or we may not make it past age 
90 and maybe they have a really long life expectancy, maybe this is the time to look at some type of guaranteed income, you know, to make sure that they're not going to live or outlive their money. So some type of guaranteed income, like a lifetime annuity, just to cover a portion of those basic expenses. All important pieces to the puzzle that we're covering on the show today. Let's get to the halfway point of our checklist number five. Am I prepared to handle market volatility? Well, after 2022, I hope we can start answering this question a little bit better, right? Yeah, because, you know, for the past 10 years, you know, the market was up, the best, you know, bull run ever. People, you know, I think forgot about market volatility or maybe we, took a we little forgot bit the market too much can risk. go down. <laughs> yes, it had been so great, you know, and, and then we really felt the full effects in 2022. Everything went down. And that's what was so scary is, you know, not only were, were stocks going down, but bonds were not performing well. And so that was a big blow. And so we really have to make sure that each client, their portfolio is only taking on the most amount of risk, or I guess the, the least amount of risk possible for what their goals are. Um, and so we have to look and understand, you know, that this portfolio could go down, you know, 10, 15, 20%. And are you okay with that? We have to know that ahead of time. And if not, we need to make adjustments so that that portfolio does not drop too much. Um, because like you said, you know, we, we definitely felt it in, in 2022. We felt it big time, no doubt about it. Still feeling it here in the early part of 2023 as well. Maybe that will, uh, will, will change, though, this year. We'll have to see. Number six on our list, another big news item from 2022. Even though we've had this on the list a long time, Carrie, this is never something that you overlooked in your planning, I know, from our conversations over the years. But do I have a plan to combat inflation? We definitely need one in place now, even if you didn't have it in place in previous years. Absolutely. Like you said, it's something that we always factored into, especially in our written income plan. Because if a client comes in and says, Carrie, I need, you know, $60,000 a year to live off on, well, that $60,000 is going to be 70, 80,000, 90,000 a year um, in, in the future year. So we have to plan for that. But definitely with all the issues that we had with inflation, um, 2022, we're still dealing with it in early 2023. We have to make sure that we factor that in to make sure again that your income is going to cover all of your needs in retirement and that you're not going to run out of money. All right. Great questions uh, to ask yourself on the show today as we go through our 10-point checklist for Retirement Preparedness 2023 edition. And number seven is, I'm, am I prepared for the possibility of future tax increases? Yeah. I mean, this one is tricky because, you know, I always say I don't have a crystal ball. So I I don't necessarily know what's going to happen in the future, but what we do know is at historical rates, we are in some of the lowest tax rates that we have seen. And we also know that with um, where Medicare, Medicaid, um, Social Security is at right now with our national debt, we really anticipate that taxes have to go up. We, we don't have a path um, other than to go up. And so you really need to take a good look at what you can do to take advantage of low tax rates now, assuming future tax rates, you know, coming down the road. And does it make sense to look at converting some of your tax deferred money into tax free money? And this is one of the things that I love to do with planning um, so much is that tax planning and looking, do we need to make Roth conversions? Can we get you into a lower tax bracket? And overall, does that give you more after-tax money when we're all said and done. And so um, this is something that is extremely important. 
Yeah, yeah, well, let's reiterate that one again then. If you said extremely important, uh, again, that one is, am I prepared for the possibility of future tax increases? And if that's not the case, give Carrie a call or get in touch with her online, com. Contact information in the description of today's show. You can find it easily there. All right, number eight on the checklist. Do I have a plan to address health care costs? This is kind of a forever and always thing, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and again, I feel like this one is, is often overlooked. People, you know, plan for their, their basic living expenses um, in retirement and say, okay, I'm going to need to pay this and then my groceries and my gas. But when it comes down to healthcare costs, you know, we, we realize that as we get older, we are going to spend more on healthcare, whether that's on prescriptions, that's on doctor's visits. But you also have to think about possible long-term care planning needs. Um, you know, what happens if you can't move in with a son or a daughter or someone to take care of you and you maybe you need, you know, uh, home health care. Maybe you need to go into assisted living at some point. We have to factor those into a plan um, to make sure that you aren't surprised down the road, that we don't have a catastrophic event. Um, and again, to make sure that the money is there for that. Yeah, your plan A can be something different, but uh, we've got to have a plan B uh, for a lot of these things, I think is a pretty uh, common undercurrent here, it's sounding like. So that's a very big one. All right, so number nine on the list, do I have my legacy plan nailed down? This is where you are differentiated in a big way from a lot of advisors out there, Carrie, because you integrate that uh, you know, financial, legal, and life planning. Uh, your background as an estate and wealth planning attorney really comes into play here. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like this often gets left out from traditional financial advisors because when you talk with those advisors, they're more concerned about the money component. And the legacy planning is an afterthought. And sometimes, you know, the majority of their clients don't even do that planning. Maybe they say, oh, I talked to them and I told them they need a will or a trust, but it never really happens, right? And so for us, we want to do the legacy planning um, as soon as we get the, the retirement planning done or during the same phase, because it all goes hand in hand. We want to make sure that we're able to pass on our clients' hard-earned wealth to future generations. And we want to do that in a meaningful and a protected way. And so as you can tell, I'm so passionate about it. That's where I came, you know, my background as an estate planning attorney. But we definitely want to have that legacy plan put in place. And we also want to revisit that every couple of years. Because again, we see clients with outdated plans. They come in with wills that they did when their children were, were babies and they had guardians. And so we want to make sure um, that their estate plan evolves along with their retirement plan and their family situation. It's a great word, evolve. You you want your plan to be able to do that with your life and over time. And as the world changes around you, a, a plan that's flexible and can evolve still abides by the, the base and the core principles, but evolves with the changing changes that happen to you and around you. It's really important. All right, last but not least, number 10 on the checklist, do I have any current investments or products I don't fully understand? Everybody should have a good grasp of, of why they're invested in certain things, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, for some people, maybe they're a little embarrassed or ashamed, if, you know, to say, hey, I, I don't really understand how this investment works. Yeah. Um, but for us, I mean, we we want our clients to understand, you know, what they're invested in because it's their money. Right. And so this is really important um, and no one should feel ashamed and you should always speak up and say, hey, 
walk me through this. Um, give me some details. I really want to have a good understanding. I mean, and if you don't, you know, you need to be talking to your current advisor. And if your current advisor isn't doing a good job, if they're kind of sweeping you under the rug or maybe talking over your head like, oh, well, you just don't really understand this. I'm so much smarter than you. Just trust me. That That's a red flag. And maybe you should look at other advisors that are willing to take the time to explain it to you and make sure that you really understand, you know, where your money is at. Yeah. If I had to defend some of my investment choices from 2022, I would fall into that embarrassed category, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> why, why, why'd you pick this stock? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that happens to everybody, you know, it could, it, it doesn't have to be stocks, right? It could be like, yeah, why, why do you, do you, do you know that you have this annuity in your portfolio? And you might say, what's an annuity? <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you've had that happen to you before. And it's like, they got sold a product at some point and they don't know why or how, or what in the world it was at the time. And, and those aren't uncommon stories, I would imagine. No, and, and annuities can be a, a good product within a portfolio. They can solve a problem, uh, but there's lots of different types and they can be confusing. There's a lot of different, I guess, bells and whistles and, and different options. And so that's something um, you know that you really need to understand the details of your specific plan. Just uh, one example for sure of how that can all happen. So very good. There's your top 10 checklist for retirement preparedness. There are other questions we could continue to add to this list and, and make this a 15 or a 20-point checklist. But 10 is a nice, good number to get us started for the year. If you know the answers to those 10 questions or you have some concrete guidance on them, you're in pretty good shape financially and in terms of retirement preparation. If you don't have all of those things in tune and a good grasp on everything, well, it might be a great idea to take advantage of a free resource that Carrie has for you that will help you determine your preparedness for retirement a little bit more. It's called the Free Retirement Report Card. Carrie, you want to tell us a little bit about this awesome tool that you and your team have put together? Yeah, and so this Retirement Report Card, this is something fairly new. We just started offering it towards the end of 2022. But, you know, we wanted to make our retirement planning easy to understand and put it all on one page. And so for us, we're really looking at five key areas in retirement planning. We're looking at income, right? We just talked about that. We're looking at medical and healthcare expenses. We're looking at um, advanced financial planning and estate planning. We're looking at risk, risk in the markets. And we're looking at tax efficient strategies, all those things we just talked about today. And we're giving them a letter grade. You know, are, are you making A's in these categories? Is it more like a B or a C? And so being able to put it all on one page to give you a report card of here's where you're at now, but then also showing, you know, clients, here's how we get you from a B or C to an A. Here's how we can improve your situation. Um, and so this is something we offer for free. Um, if anyone is interested in taking advantage of the retirement report card, they just need to give us a call at our office and we are happy to get them set up. Good news, your parents won't be over your shoulder looking at your report card and scolding you. <laughs> or having you to sign off marks. on it. You don't have to sign off on it on the yep. parents and send it back to school. No. This is uh, FYI for your information. Great way to just get a report of where you are. Find out if you're on track for the honor roll or uh, if you need to hit, hit summer school a little bit. Uh, again, free retirement report card. If you want to check that out and go through that uh, free retirement report card, you can call Carrie and the team at 870 275 4304 or just uh, check the description of today's show, the show notes, and you can find a link uh, to get more information as well. So check it out, free retirement report card with Carrie and the team. 
All right, that's our uh, big conversation today, the 10-point checklist for time preparedness. I hope that helps you out a little bit. But the show is not done. Uh, More coming up right now. It's getting to know you time. All right, it's time to get to know Carrie a little bit better on today's show. Carrie, here's our question of the month. What is the most outrageous lie you told a child? <laughs> would would it be terrible if it was my own child, Walter? If I, I figured him? that's where I mean that makes it better, right? Like if you're like just ro- lying to someone's random kid, it's like oh man, that's that's messed up. But I think everybody's like oh we get it if you're lying to your own kid. <laughs> yeah. So the most outrageous lie that I've told my son um, was probably when he was three or four, and we were trying to get him to sleep in his own bed, and he was little, and he was hearing some noises coming from his AC vent that was above his bed. And then I think the AC unit was on the other side of the wall. Um, and so the air would kick on, he would hear this rattling noise and he's like, mom, what is that? It's scaring me. And so for some reason, I don't know what compelled me to do it. I told him the noise was attic fairies. <laughs> there were attic fairies in the attic. Um, they were just playing. Eventually they would go to sleep, but they're, they're fine. So instead of attic him, fairies. Nice. attic fairies. So instead of just thinking, oh, that's the end of it, he's going to go to sleep, that prompted a slew of questions. Okay, how'd the attic fairies get in there? What are they doing up there? Have, have you seen one, mom? Have dad seen one? I mean, my husband to this day still, you know, chastises me about why did oh you tell gosh. him it was attic fairies? <laughs> you, you could like probably write a whole children's book about it now that you've developed the backstory and all this stuff, you know? Yeah. But he was more worried about the attic fairies for the next few months than (laughs) just saying it was there, you know, but I don't know. That was, that was, that was, that was mine. But you think you're being clever and you're just shooting yourself in the foot. Yeah. It's one of those you look back and like, I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) I love it. Attic fairies. I don't have anything that can top that. So I'm going to let that, I'm just going to let that be the winner right there. Gotcha. (laughs) Attic fairies, most outrageous lie. And I love that you're open about the fact that it, it wasn't like it was a clever lie. Like it totally backfired. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was very bad. I will fully admit that. Uh, just has the truth come out now about attic fairies? Or is yeah. It still I think we've going? talked about that because he's 10 now. And I believe that's come up in conversation. And we've laughed about that mm-hmm. and said, yeah, that was not, not the best thing. It's like, yeah, they're, they're close cousins to the tooth fairy, you know, something like that. Our, our, our son <laughs> is really analytical. Um, and we feel like, for, you know, he's very mature for the most part. So okay. he asks, asks, a lot of questions, you know, um, and I think that was a problem. He just he just didn't accept it. He wanted to know why they were there and where did they come from and all that other stuff, and that was just not not the best thing. <laughs> some uh, some friends of ours have an 11 year old granddaughter, and we met her the other day, and I could swear the way she conducted herself was like she was 25. I was like, I don't remember being this mature at 11. And I know they say girls mature faster than boys. I was like, I don't remember any girls I knew being this mature at 11 years old. So it sounds like maybe your son falls in that category of just being a little bit, little bit beyond, uh, beyond his years, perhaps. So that's neat. Uh, very cool. Well, there you have it. Getting to know Carrie Qureshi a little bit better on today's show. Coming up next, we're going to answer one of your questions. Lillian is on deck. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. All right, so Lillian is in West Memphis and says, I'm considering working with a new financial advisor, but only with half of my money. I want to keep the other half with a different advisor. Since you're a neutral third party without a vested interest, I'm hoping you can confirm that this is a good idea, since I'd be able to get advice from multiple people. What do you think? Lillian, Lillian, Lillian. (laughs) 
Um, you I know, mean, the, the I logic sounds reasonable, ab- right? Yeah. Like, okay, it, if I work with does. multiple advisors, it, you know. It does, and it comes up a lot. And, and I just think this is a terrible idea. And, and the best analogy um, that I can give, it's like going into surgery and having one doctor work on the left side of your body while you have another surgeon working on the right side of your body, and they are not talking to one another. So the left side does not know what the right side is doing. You have two conflicting strategies. And I've actually seen this where, you know, people have, you know, uh, uh, they, they think this is a good idea. Um, but it actually turns out that, you know, they have mismatching, you know, investment philosophies. Um, they're definitely not paying the lowest in fees. Um, they're overpaying in taxes because nothing is coordinated. And so the best advice that I could give is is pick one advisor and stick with them. If you want to make a change, then move all the money. Do not split it up and have it spread around. All right. Very good. Uh, great question. Thank you for sending that one in to us. Uh, Lillian, appreciate it so much. It would be a great action step to start your new year uh, to go and uh, take part in the free retirement report card that we talked about earlier in the show. Again, find out if you're on the retirement honor roll or if you need to go to summer school before retirement. Get actual grades, letter grades of how you're performing in five key areas that define retirement success. And then get guidance on how you can improve that grade in each of those areas. This will really help you determine if you are ready for retirement or not, if you need more improvement. And uh, if you want to talk about getting that retirement report card, get hooked up with Carrie by calling 870-275-4304, 870-275-4304, or just check the link in the description of the show notes of the description today, and uh, you can get to the right place for that information as well. Uh, just let Carrie know you want to take that report card or uh, get one for your finances. Carrie, thank you so much for the help and the guidance on the show today, and uh, we'll look forward to chatting with you next month. Absolutely. As always, it's a pleasure to talk to you, Walter. Yeah, it is. Thanks so much, Carrie. And thank you for everybody uh, for listening to the show today. We'll talk to you next time on Smart Simple Wealth. Did you know you can subscribe to the Smart Simple Wealth podcast with your favorite app? It's on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and dozens of other places where you listen to podcasts. And if it's not on an app you'd like to use, let us know and we'll get it on there. To make sure you never miss an episode, just search Smart Simple Wealth on your favorite podcasting platform today and subscribe. Investment advisory services offered through Pegasus Wealth Coaching, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Legal services provided by Qureshi Law Firm, PLLC. The Qureshi Law Firm and Pegasus Wealth Coaching are not affiliated in any way. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment or legal advice. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Information provided does not create an attorney-client relationship and cannot substitute for obtaining legal advice from an attorney admitted to practice law in your state.